What's happening, everyone? Welcome to Paranormies. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight we got a full house. Joining me is Dogbot. Hello. Howdy. Also joining me, Reinhardt. McCoskey. How's it going? McCoskey. <laughs> also, <laughs> all the way from the land of the rising sun, Alt Skull. What's up, man? Hello. Hello. And down in the dungeon, Grognak. Roll. Right. And the Miami Vice part, just for Dogbot. All right, all right, all right. That's badass, man. One more time, thank you, FEMA Camp Band Leader. Um, it's Friday, it's Friday, and it is still black. Uh, history month, unfortunately, but we're doing black science fiction month, right? Black, well, con- I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, melanated mythology, melanated mythology. You like that, right? That was good, that yeah. was good. See, I knew something would just come to us. It just, well, we're like, spook, 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 yeah, spook, spooks, spooks, spook. I don't know, spooks, spooked. <laughs> we could do this all night but we're not gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna do some content uh we have no mail because i'm not anywhere near the mailbox and i did not did not have it checked um and we have not gotten any donations in the past week so nothing to announce that's okay slow week it's all right it's all right uh the first edition of the melanated mythology went over very well uh the yakub episode everybody loved it so yeah from comments on telegram and and a few of them i saw on the website that people really enjoyed it was great i mean like i had no idea that the 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 history of yakub went all the way back to 1967 (laughs) really far back man i'm telling you man like it's further back than kwanzaa it's uh, it's it's strange how it kind of syncs up with all the Laurel Canyon time period as well. You mm. know, just, yeah. just throw, they were just throwing a lot of stuff at the wall, uh, pop pop culture and pop consciousness wise. Well, yeah, Laurel Canyon, NASA, uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. I mean, it was all kind of in that era. Well, honestly, I wouldn't be well, surprised if there was any sort of connection between like Crowley and Nation of Islam at the beginning. Uh, I mean, who knows what that guy was all about? That Fard Muhammad. I don't know. He, he could have been. He could have been a Crowleyite. Nobody knows if he actually existed. That's like the whole the the real thing is like, was he even real? Did he, he disappeared? Do, did he do like a reverse MJ? Like Crowley just became a black man? 
reverse MJ. Oh, a reverse uh, a reverse Michael Jordan? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> oh, yes. Michael Jackson. Man. Um Reverse Michael Jordan. <laughs> Sounds like the name of a pop punk song or something. No, it doesn't. Reverse Michael No, it doesn't. Sounds like some sort of like the name of a dunk or something. Anyway. Michael something degenerate. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know where you're going with that, but I'm not gonna follow. I think uh, he's trying to say it sounds like a euphemism for something that you I, I know what he was thank you to like depict. Th- thank you, Dogbot. Thank you. I was thank appreciate the explanation. Good lord. Maybe you are autistic. Not sure. I always thought it was everybody else, but maybe it is you. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people are trying to summon a little bit of clarity and uh I, I feel like I'm I'm there to help. Right, but like sometimes sometimes we just gotta move along, like let it be. You know. Sometimes. Just sometimes. It's the wrong wrong band. Yes. That's the wrong band. Speaking of bands, I want to be mad now. It's like Why? one of the toughest decisions I'm ever going to have to make. Next Friday. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. No, we're not. Doing, we got. We have important stuff to do next Friday. You guys, you guys are in for a real treat. Can't wait. I don't want. I don't want to give away anything. But we have a guest coming next week. No, it's very cool. And it's not Alt Skull because he's no longer a guest. So, yeah. But Alt Skull. Well, you're actually, see, that's the thing. Um, I forgot about this the last time you were on, but, um, and I didn't set it up because, you know, I'm, I'm not that smart. But uh, remember, I had you send me that, that VM of you laughing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to do, I saw a comment, and it's too late now to, to play off the comment, but it was one of those things where, like, Alt Skull is pulling the strings behind the, you know, behind the curtain type stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, really, Alt Skull's in charge around here. You can tell, you can tell by the direction the content is going in that Alt Skull is definitely. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to read that thread. Yeah, I, I wanted controlled to. All of the things that I've been, con- like, uh, accused of controlling mm-hmm. i would actually try to monetize my shit or something Dude. i was gonna say you'd actually have have money and <laughs> i wouldn't be dead fucking broke well you'd be like people would be yeah it doesn't make any sense no that makes any sense no no i mean but, if that were the case you actually might be back here right <laughs> i know to be honest yeah Right. You know, I'm I'm further controlling everything from japan too right that's reasons. even better well it's like switzerland except not you know yeah. Yeah, Somebody you just bro- have like the the rising temple out of the middle of a swamp in Japan, right? <laughs> there's, there's some there's there's something to be said about how certain people who are extremely extremely online have fabricated these intense fantasies about people that are just trying to talk about cool shit on a podcast. Seriously, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. I, I wish they would write down some of this fan fiction and just uh, publish it. Don't give him ideas. I don't know, because then you'd probably get a lot of like weird homoerotic fan fiction, because that's how the internet works. Probably. Man, where is your brain going tonight, Reinhardt? That's two for two, Reinhardt. I'm sorry, I'm just saying. 
<laughs> didn't you just have date night place. already too? Didn't you? Did you and didn't Lady Reinhardt have date night recently? So like, why is your mind still in the gutter, sir? Well, hopefully it didn't involve a reverse Michael Jordan. <laughs> at this case, I mean, at, at this case, at this Man, rate, he was setting you up for a layup on that one, right? I was like, get her a vitamin water, you know? A vi- oh, what? What is I'll that even put still that a crap thing? In my family's body is that still a thing? Vitamin water? Do those? Uh, do it's owned by Coca Cola, so of course it's still a thing. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't, I haven't shopped in that section of the gas station in a very long time. All right, get her a Four loco then. That's not Oof. a thing anymore. I think Four Locos went away for sure. No, now you just have Mountain Dew hard seltzer. I saw that. That's stupid. That sounds Dew, like death. Right. Mountain Dew is has, you know, they're like, well, we're getting into every beverage market. Like they do breakfast stuff now. They have like the the, the Mountain Dew for uh, the orange, the orange juice Mountain Dew or whatever it is. You know, for your oh. breakfast Mountain Dew. Then you have your regular Mountain Dews and you have your your Baja Blasts and your um, there's the Mountain Dew Amp or something too, isn't there? Like a like a another one, like with um, like an energy like Mountain Dew energy drink. Last one I had was a Code Red Mountain Dew. Nah, that, that was, was the, the last one I ever had. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I had a Mountain Dew. It, it must have been like over a decade ago. I know I that Mountain too. Dew has brominated vegetable oil in it, which is like why it's that lime green color. Ah. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, so it's really enough, bad for you. You've had enough uh, brominated water in your lifetime, Johnny. <laughs> don't need that. I don't, brominated water? Was that a third one? On a ship. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. They, yeah. I, had, I had put that whole experience out of my head. <laughs> I forgot about all that. Like the experimentation that they do on you while you're in the military, like from the time you sign the paperwork until you get out. You're just a, you're just like a science project. Literally everything you consume from the time you get into boot camp to the end of your career mm-hmm. is it, all an experiment. Cereal and milk that can be left outside in the Saudi Arabian sun for weeks on end and still be good. Sure. Why not? Yeah, makes sense. Yep. I don't even know what brominating is. Is it like something you do with your friends? Uh, uh, no, no, it's a chemical process, sir. Mm. And it makes the water very like chalky and milky white. Yeah, that's why we we never drank it. Ugh. Sounds yucky. Yeah, it's literally really would rather drink seawater. It's probably better for you. Yeah, it's got yeah. Anyways, let's let's move on. Let's let's actually let's do the show. So we mentioned Michael Jackson, and it being black, uh, fake, you know, science fiction month. We figured we'd, we'd talk about some stuff that's, I mean, it's not really black because Michael Jackson wasn't black for half of his life or for a third of his life, right? So does he get, does Mike get a pass on being like, like, what was that last part of it? Was he white? Was the last Mike white? He was passes. the last Mike white? Michael Jackson was the last one white. Yeah, he had he had that Babylonian, Persian, Assyrian sort of white look about yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, that that nose belongs on a frieze somewhere in like the ruins of Eridu. His kids are white. Yeah, his kids are extremely his kids are white. white. See, I always his thought kids that was are hundred really percent white. Yeah, I always thought that was very strange. It was like, okay, he supposedly has the skin condition. He had an accident. He's now white. Why are his kids? 
like completely that, white. That was something when I was a kid and they'd be on People magazine and it would be like, here's Paris Jackson. And I didn't know anything about anything back at the time. And you'd look at them and go. And I remember as a kid, I was like, she's not black, though. And I knew Michael Jackson was, you know, he was pale skinned at the time, but I knew he was originally black. And I understood how genetics worked. And you you can see some uh, I watched. Uh, I watched. I saw a, a funny post on Twitter recently by Mittens. And uh, remember Carlton, the fat dog poster from Twitter? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, he had photoshopped the dog into this picture of the other Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I know him? that Carlton. Yeah. Well, he has a family, and he has like a blonde Nordic-looking wife. And Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, not the Twitter dog, is actually the same character in real life as he was on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Believe it or not, he's he he's like wears the sweaters and looks like a yuppie. And his kids with this woman, they look pretty white, right? They look pretty white. But you can still tell. There's, well, his, little, there's he, that little something. Yeah. Well, his, his name is Carlos Ribeiro. Like, I mean, he's yeah, he's white. actually pretty white presenting. He's probably got quite a bit of white admixture in himself. Yeah, he's Caribbean or something. Yeah. Do, do you think Blanket changed his name? Who? Or do you th- Blanket Jackson. Oh. Yeah, one of his kids is named Blanket. Oh. I think that was just his nickname. I don't think his name was actually Blanket, was it? I thought it was actually Blanket. Yeah, his kid, Jesus, his kids have green and then A10 blue eyes. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, the those blue eyes could be contacts. We have no idea. Well, I mean, even when she was a kid, though, she had those really blue eyes. That, right. No, that, the, the kid always parents. had. Yeah, the kid always had ridiculous eyes. Like I'm just a, saying, they don't even look octoroon. No, right? No, no they don't. Not, they don't look. They don't look anything other than other than like Nordic white, really. Like this yeah. this well, picture that's in know. Skype right now of, of Prince grown up. That is not black people facial hair at no. all. There's no octoroon in that. It's almost like, F- FTM facial hair. <laughs> it it really. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, right down the cheeks. Yeah. He looks actually part Mexican in this one picture with the uh, mother mothers to mother. Uh, yeah. Mother's sister, though. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, he kind of looks like he could be like a quarter Mexican or something in that one picture. Yeah. But like the, Mexican now, Ellen Page. But then he looks like Jack Black in this other one. <laughs> right. His eyes change color in the two, so you might be right about the context in one. Yeah. Well, at the very well, least, editing. Or, yeah. No, is that the same person? I think it's the same. Look at yeah, the, it's the same. He's got three kids. No, look at the nose. Look at the nose. And then look at the nose in the other one. Well, I mean. Unless he got like. It comes from a family of nose changing. Right. But unless he got heel kicked in the nose. Look how flat it is in the center. In the one in the side by side with him in in the uh, where he looks like Jack Black versus the mothers to mothers thing. Well, I mean, we have no idea how Henri those llamas get at Neverland. You all know, right, he, right, he could yeah. have gotten kicked in the nose. He also has an Adam's apple in the second picture that we're looking at. So, right, there's that. yeah, like a distinct Adam's apple as opposed to prominent. none. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other kid looks like Indian or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the third kid. Yeah, that is that is odd. Mm. Oh. They're all just all over the place. They are. They yeah, were I don't. Shot. 
They were all child trafficked to be his children. It's like Native <laughs> American, honestly. So the one, the picture with the microphone, that's Blanket? Yeah. The Indian-looking one. Wow. Feather Indian. Yeah, and that's the one. I mean, it looks like John Redcorn's kid in uh, King of the Hill. I mean, he looks he look he looks dot Indian too. I mean, kind of both. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like it's, it's a weird mix of like just Indian and Indian. Like if you said that this is like some Saudi oil magnate's thirty second son, I would totally right. totally yeah. buy it. Okay, and the third and that last picture with all three kids, they don't look like they're related. None of them. No, 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 they don't. They don't. Like, this is as bad of a uh, humiliation, like, you know, emperor wears no clothes type situation. Like, you. Prince looks like um, Johnny Galecki Rusty from uh, (laughs) Christmas Vacation in this picture. With the the leather jacket. The girl looks whiter than white, and then the boy looks like uh, Corey Feldman, kind of. Yeah, I was going to say the boy looks like Corey more Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 More Corey Feldman than Johnny Galecki. Mm. Oh my God! What if that's Corey Feldman's kid? Ooh, well. Oof. All right. Wow. So let's let's get let's get away from that and let's talk about what we're actually here to talk about. Michael yeah, Jackson Michael himself. Did, Michael Jackson did nothing wrong. Michael Jackson did nothing wrong. First of all, let's I go agree. around the yeah. Um, I want to say right now, uh, I listened to that one interview where it was uh, Razor Fist with the other two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that one was actually listenable, right? That one was, was actually listenable because the other guys were talking about, you know, they, they were talking about OJ and other, other cases as well. But they specifically talked about Michael Jackson's case and um, how everybody you know, everybody I know, most everybody we know thinks Michael Jackson is a disgusting pedophile. Right? Yeah, that's what I grew up hearing. Yep. Uh, my aunt was obsessed with Michael Jackson, so I got a, a good dose of all that, but uh, her husband was all on the pedophile train about that. So I heard about it constantly. Well, if you watched any TV um, in the 90s and 2000, or late, I guess it really ramped up in the 2000s, I guess after the 2004 5 allegation time thing, like they did, the media didn't really seem to go completely insane with it. I don't know. Do you remember? You guys remember in the 93 one? It was like a, as, as huge of a deal as it was later on in his life because it was a big deal to where by the time he died, that's all anybody ever talked about whenever you mentioned, oh, he's a pedophile. Oh, he's a pedophile. Right. But that was done purposely. Right. Yeah. That was done purposely. Right. The, they, well, they were able to basically try both cases at the end, right? With, with they brought the '93 shit back up into the uh, was it 2000? Yeah, it was because of a particular way that the California courts are set up, where yep. if you're accused of a crime, then like all of the previous cases can be brought up as evidence, and because the original 1993 trial was not um, finished. And I think it was settled out of court, which we can get into after. But so since that was still kind of hanging in the air, they were able to bring those allegations up too in the second trial Mm -hmm. in the 2004 one. And of course, uh, I mean, long story short, nothing came of any of it. No one ever accused him. Uh, Well, a lot of some of the people who accused him had to leave the country. 
Hey, right, Johnny. some of the people. Right, because that person, one of the guys who who had to leave the country and is not allowed back in the country, owes Michael Jackson like eight hundred thousand dollars because they lost yeah, because the lawsuit. He wrote hey, dog bite. What what do Walmart and Michael Jackson have in common? Oh boy, they both have boys' pants half off. Jesus. Yes, there's a ton of Michael Jackson jokes, dude. We 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 get it. Yes, yes. <laughs> sweating All the time like growing up. sweating like Michael Jackson at a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that was always that was always my favorite. I love that one. But like, it's not funny because it's not true. Um, and people people take the fact that he settled the 1993 uh, civil case as evidence that he's a pedophile. Do you know why, right, that he settled the civil case? Why? Yeah. So that he could, you know, win the criminal case. Right, because it was a civil case brought up first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that civil guy- case, that civil case was brought up, um, and that's what these guys were talking about, is essentially it was a guy who uh, felt that he was not getting paid from Jackson, and uh, he brought up in a civil court lawsuit so that he could just get money and move on. Right. And somebody and somebody who's looking at this from the outside would be like, oh, well, this uh, Jordan Chandler kid whose father, actually, not the boy, the father accused him of the, uh, well, made the allegations against him. And the father is on record before he ever made the allegations demanding money of Michael Jackson and then saying that he's going to destroy him. And he's going to destroy his career, and he'll regret ever not giving him money. Um, and then even after those allegations were made, this guy, uh, it turns out, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll let you guys jump back on. No, he, well, I'm just, now I'm trying to remember. He, so for he some was, reason, he was, was like, never he, even indicted. No, Michael was, Jackson uh, was. $20, $20 million that he did settle for. He did give the guy the $20 million. But the reason for it was, was first, $20 million to Michael Jackson at the time. Like, the guy was a billionaire. He could make $20 million doing a small leg of a tour. And then on the second part, he was on a tour where it was like a massive tour. And then there was a break in between. And then he was going to go on the second leg of the tour. And the allegations were dropped right when he was in the middle of this. And Sony wanted the whole thing to go away. And then so his lawyers, which were also provided by Sony... We're like, Michael, just make the thing go away. Don't worry about it. We're, we're just going to pay the guy off. We'll just bury it. We don't want anything to happen. And so then later that got twisted into, oh, well, he paid the guy off because he would have lost the case or something like that, which is actually absolutely not the case. Right. Which played out in later events when you found out that they just lied about literally everything. Well, that was the thing is everybody assumes that once you settle, you're admitting guilt. Yep. That's the whole point of settling is just to get it out of the way and, you know, cover it up no it was literally to get it out of the way to get on with everything now don't get me wrong michael jackson is still part of the system we're not like oh poor you know michael jackson was like you know you gotta you you gotta think that the king of pop the most popular uh you know music superstar of all time probably um wasn't untouched you know by the beast system right but he was kind of born into it like his his dad sold all the kids, all the Jackson kids into that. Right. Very early on and took, uh, reaped all the benefits from it while Mm -hmm. they took the beatings. Right. So, I mean, like 
the Jackson Five were probably all sodomized very many times from a very early age. Like, unfortunately, that's a sad, likely truth. Yeah, and I think that plays into or played into his um, his childlike like fixation later on. Of course, you've got the entirety of Neverland, um, but just his his fascination with this. I think somebody had said in one of the one of the interviews he never wanted to you know abuse or hurt a child never control a child which is you know what the mindset of a pedophile is he wanted to be a child and i think part of that is that arrested development that occurred when he was a child well, one of the thing oh, yeah. one one oh sorry thought you were a fish no go ahead one of the things that always fascinated me about neverland ranch it was either one of two things it was either a the most expensive and elaborate uh, pedophile trap of all time in human history, or b it was the most expensive, elaborate attempt at reclaiming your childhood in all of human history. Right. It was. It, that's exactly what it was. Um, Michael Jackson didn't have a childhood. His, it was taken away from him at a very early age, so he could be a musician. You know, go around singing, A B C and one two three. Well, um, this one documentary I had watched in the middle of the aughts, it, this guy had brought up this point that whenever he was on tour with his dad and his brothers as the Jackson 5, he got to see the most hideous and, and crazy debauchery that he couldn't participate in because he wasn't old enough, right? He was just – he was an adolescent. He hadn't gone right. through puberty yet. So he, he in all these hotel rooms and everything, he got to see all this drug abuse and, and sexual debauchery. And then when he'd be off tour, he would be with his mother, who was a devout Jehovah's Witness and very strict, 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 strict. Yeah. Right. So like that, the, like they're saying that the the two, the uh, the dual the dual upbringing like broke him. Yeah, it's a really weird dichotomy to have to grow grow up in. I mean the. I don't understand, like, honestly, it doesn't make sense that, like, uh, the mother would even allow that. Like, this, you know, the, how how did that even happen that, like, you know, the dad had him for part of the time and the, then the Jehovah's Witness mother had him for the rest of the time? I mean, this is this is a black family we're talking about. Like, <laughs> you know, there's I have questions. But um, the father was definitely abusive and the mother the mother might might have, might have been as well. I mean, like. You know, a lot of just really, in the other way, right? Right, in 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 a, uh, the overly zealous religious way. Um, and again, you know, not just seeing all that debauchery and whatever, but um, probably being forced to participate in some of it. Yeah, and he would have seen other children being exploited mm-hmm. and uh, people around him and stuff, and just. It, it always seemed, and he always made it very clear in interviews and in public statements and stuff, that he was disgusted with the entire industry, the way that it preyed upon people, upon children, the way that it abused people, abused him. And I always thought, because I was always, I was pretty much always like, nah, I don't believe a lot of these stories. And I didn't you know, look too deeply into it until a little bit later. But it always seemed to me like more than he was trying to prey upon children is that he was trying to create a place where he could actually protect them. If nothing else, protect himself and give himself some sort of childhood. But, 
he knew what was going on and he seemed like one of the few people in the industry that actually spoke out about it and tried to do something about it. And of course, well, doesn't it make sense that such an industry that's such, uh, that's so filled with these vipers and pedophiles would do everything that they could to smear him as one of those and to destroy his life over it. And boy, did they. Right. Even though he was a billionaire who sold hundreds of millions of albums and like had a most amazing life. And yeah, he's not. Yeah, but he was definitely a walking case for the abuse and destruction of children that Hollywood is all about. And so when he did start speaking out, you know, of course, they they decide, well, then we're going to ruin him and still reap the money from the ruining of Michael Jackson. Right. Because, I mean. Dude, the amount of money that guy made, you know, for these people. Uh, again, implying money is real and that this isn't just part of, I don't know, man. Like, Michael Jackson is still part of the system, dude. He's the biggest selling artist probably ever, right? Anybody? I think so. I think Michael Jackson is it. And he yeah. owns, like, he owned, like, half of Sony's entire catalog before right. passing away. Mm-hmm. Well, and he would brag about that too. And uh, there was obviously a big rivalry going on with that as well, because the minute he died, they swooped in and made sure that they sold all of that, and all the vultures were, you know, circling his corpse to get all that back. But he had made public statements in the past about how he owned half of Sony now, so he could basically do what he wanted. Like, what were they going to do to him? And he, you could tell that even with the public statements he would make that were very. Um, that were very what, what's the word like he would say hey look look at what i'm doing i'm standing up here telling you guys come come and get me come and fuck with me like there must have been so much more going on behind the scenes that made him want to accrue that much power to himself so that he could strike back at these people who were so abusive to him that that he felt very exploited by as well when i think in michael jackson there was a dichotomy of that system figure one who you know, still made a crap load of money, was still very involved in uh, what they wanted him to be involved in, but almost like a like a malicious compliance. And it seemed like towards the end of his life, it, it became more of a malicious compliance and a, like you're saying, Skull, a do everything I can to use the resources that I've got to speak out and try and fight back against some of this. But he's kind of hindered by that, well, the rest of development that happened. Um, in his entire life. Right. Yeah. He was, you know, he was always a kid really. You know, that's, that's well, all he really wanted to be was a kid. Cause he didn't, he never had his childhood, his never, the Neverland ranch thing. I mean, I always thought that was, that was crazy that he had his own amusement park. Um, don't forget, man, like the kids slept in his room, his three bedroom, two bathroom bedroom. Right. Yeah. With upstairs his large apartment. Right. Upstairs. His, yeah, it was basically a condominium. You know. His Paul McCartney so collection. Just to give you guys an idea uh, of what he spent money on as far as purchases before Sony, he purchased the entire Beatles catalog in 1985 for 45 million dollars. Wow, what a steal! Good lord, Jesus. Yeah, he he spent a lot of money on a lot of things. Like, he tried. He tried to buy the. Um, he tried to buy the elephant man's bones. Yes, he did, and for apparently a, they said nah. Yeah, for a lot of money, 
he wanted he wanted to buy him for a lot of he made several offers and they they told him no every time i think he said once that he watched the elephant man movie by david lynch put uh released in 1980 he watched it 15 times in a row and cried every time okay which is odd and and that's what made him want to buy the the bones yeah, he became obsessed with the story. He started seeing parallels between uh, John Merrick's life and his own life. And uh, some people say that he was trying to purchase the bones to give him a proper burial so the bones weren't, you know, so he wasn't a freak in death as well as a freak in life that he could have, you know. Finally have some from respite. Yeah, some peace. Yeah. Peace, and, quiet. and when he was asked about it on Oprah, basically he said, "Why would I want to buy a bunch of bones?" <laughs> yeah, which is an open question as well. I mean, it's one of those questions that doesn't actually mean that he doesn't want to buy a bunch of bones. Right, right. You well, I, right. I when I first saw it, I took that to mean like he's trying to refer to him as a human, like he's not just a bunch of bones. That too, yeah. Like, well, yeah, like he's several ways revering the skeleton itself, but like he he was trying to, well, like you said, give him a burial as a man. In his music video, "Leave Me Alone," which shows a lot of uh, depictions of stuff that the tabloids were saying about him at the time, mm-hmm. uh, there's a scene where he's in a cage dancing with the skeleton of the Elephant Man. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't remember that about video. that until until this prep when we revisited it. Yeah, I don't. I honestly hadn't seen that video until until this prep. Uh, that video used to come on a lot on MTV whenever I was a latchkey kid, and so I, I remember I remember that video being him just sort of taking the piss at tabloid magazines. You offered a um, million dollars the bones didn't he apparently yeah i think it was like five hundred thousand the first time they said no so he offered him a million they're like nah yeah the last video i remember is the was there one with eddie murphy where he was like an egyptian pharaoh uh there was one where he was an egyptian pharaoh but the last video i remember is he had he was with chris tucker when chris tucker was still the uh the current hot, funny black guy in the movies. Hmm. I don't remember what song that was, though. I think I remember that video, but I don't remember what song that was. Black and White's the last song I remember. I don't know how old that is. Oh, man. Yeah, it's the last music video of his I watched. Video, yeah, video. And it, it had everybody changing, right? Yeah. One thing I like about That's Michael... That's Slash, never, right? Oh, never sorry. Pushed that, even though he was transracial, he never pushed the racism bit really hard. Like, man, I, I it may just be that it wasn't as big of a deal. Transracial. Back, very transracial. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know, but, Michael like, Jackson I was black, dude. I, the Michael Jackson I, I grew up watching, like the Michael Jackson who sang Beat It, the Michael Jackson who sang Billie Jean, the Michael Jackson who sang Thriller, Um, you know, Dirty Diana, all that stuff, right? The, Michael Jackson yeah. was black. Yeah. Black, curly hair, black, um, white glove. You know, doing the moonwalk, like uh, Jerry curl sometimes, like with the perm. You know, right? I never um, disliked any of his songs. 
No, Michael, very good music. Well, one of the theories is is that one of the reasons they wanted to get, they didn't like Mike was because he was black and they couldn't have a black guy take over Elvis's position as king of pop music. You know. Well, Elvis was the king of rock. Well, the king of right, but pop and rock like you know there really wasn't a differentiation at the time, I guess. I don't know. I'd I'd call that a lazy lazy explanation. Right. Well, that's I'm just saying that was that's one of the the um the things that people say like the north right. is that, is that because take. Elvis was Jewish? Well, see, that's the thing about Elvis being Jewish that bothers me. Is like, why don't they claim him? Curse did a big thread that definitively said that Elvis isn't Jewish, and Curse is like the authority on who's Jewish and who's not. So I yeah, defer to him. But okay, who cursed? Curse, yeah, cursed. Oh, cursed. Mm. Curse, uh, yeah, I, I remember. Uh, Statue Abbey, yes, Twitter I, guy or, I remember. I know cursed. Yeah. Um, speaking of Elvis, cool just dude. real quick, there is a, a new Elvis film coming out with Tom Hanks this oh, year. Oh boy, Hanks, wonderful. Yeah, some some young guy, Austin Butler, is playing Elvis, and then Tom Hanks uh, is in it as well. So I wonder if there's going to be uh, some stuff pushed in that. Yeah, well, anything Tom Hanks is in, you know, it's going to be 100 percent true. Oh right, 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 right. Because he only makes, um, you know, historical documentary type movies. You know, remember when he was a funny guy? I miss that guy. When he was funny. He was I mean, a transvestite. A funny guy. A funny guy. When he was a funny guy, you mean? Well, that was what bosom buddies. Yeah, transvestite. Yeah, it was yeah. a transvestite. Yeah, him and uh, Peter or something. I don't know. I, I liked him in Toy Story. Out. He started out pushing the Androgyne agenda. Isn't that yep. interesting? Yeah, right off. That was his first. His first thing was he was in, in a dress. Yeah, just look Google like Hollywood guys in dresses or just men in dresses, like celebrities in dresses, and you'd be surprised. But yeah, they all do dresses. But he started in a dress. Mm. Yep, they all have to do dresses or something weird where they're in a bathtub. Yeah, or the black yeah, ones the, have to do the oh bathtub. The black ones yeah, have to do the bathtub. Homo. Thing. Yeah, that's a homo, a homo thing. The uh, the red shoes as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. Yeah, those. the man with one the man with one red shoe is the Tom Hanks. Movie. The Tom Hanks movie. Yep. He said a bunch. Yeah. The, the Burbs was so full of like it was like just pure satanic ritual imagery. The whole. Oh movie. yeah, dude, I remember that. And then he did. Oh. Uh, he was in uh, Dragnet, where they had the pagan ritual, where they right, sacrificed right, right, right. the woman to the that giant snake. Yep. Right. All that was coming back up uh, when Tom Hanks was accused as part of the whole QAnon thing. You guys remember mm-hmm. that? Or, yep. uh, yes. The Wayfair Q stuff? Yes. Yeah. He's yeah, in Gitmo right now. What's that? Tom Hanks is in Gitmo right now. No, he's Well, dead. no, he's already been executed. He's already been executed, yeah. <laughs> Him and Ellen DeGeneres. Right. Ellen DeGeneres, you mean? That's right. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, I, rem- I remember being a... <laughs> conservative as a 12 year old <laughs> so i was when i was tw- i don't know when i was when i was 12 um yeah so ellen degeneres and tom hanks are dead but michael jackson's still alive yes Elvis the original too. one or the the um i don't know man there's so many theories about that like they cloned him and then the clones are dying that that, that cloning documentary documentary um that cloning documentary was really weird but you want to get to that a little a little we, later we do, we, we do i just want to say documentary 
Oh, because of the way that guy was saying it. That's how he said it, yeah. I don't know. My favorite was still the Jamaican guy. I, I didn't oh, get to see the Jamaican Max guy. Max Bitter Truth is is uh, is a channel, one of the only channels I'm subscribed to on BitChute, and that is one funny Jamaican. He's he's hilarious. I love, I love when he says bam after, <laughs> after right. dropping something big. <laughs> you see right, this see- woman. You see this woman. You see the man. You see the man he pregnant with the baby. That's not his baby. Look at his picture. Bam. Bam. <laughs> Look great. at that freak. That freak. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I, the only reason his stuff hasn't been banned uh, on BitChute is because he's a black Jamaican. Right. Maybe, maybe it's black, a white yeah. guy doing an accent, dude. That'd be hilarious. That would be oh. even better. <laughs> I, I don't know whose who's, who's accent is better, a wearing on or Mag Bitter Truth? Mag Bitter Truth. Mag Bitter Truth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one, it's believable. And wearing on's like this whole time, like I told you guys, like we all, from the beginning, I thought it was put on. You totally called it, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you this guy. Exactly, exactly what he was, even. Yes. <laughs> black Jamaican guy in England. <laughs> the black Jamaican guy in England putting on an, a, a worse accent. And I was right. right. 100%. Like, I don't like, yeah, dude, this is, people don't like that I'm right, but it's like, if I'm going to say something, I've been wrong enough times in my life to where I don't like being wrong. So if I'm going to say it, I've, like, I'm I'm definitely sure that's what's going to happen, or that's it. So, yeah. Otherwise, just wait and see, gather information, yep. and then say it. Yep. That's why I was, I was, uh, you guys remember the, the big uh, non event, but it ended up being an event in Japan, wasn't it? Was it 311? Yeah. 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 It was like, you know, oh, the Space Needle in, in Seattle. And like, there were people, I remember people on in other places that were like willing to bet money. They were like, you know, Johnny, I'll bet you right now. And like, I'm not, dude, no, I'm, nobody's, nobody's betting you. I'm just, we're just noticing that there's a lot of threes and elevens and stuff. And, you know, a lot of stuff with uh, Seattle and like nothing happened in Seattle. Yep. But uh, that's not to say that there wasn't all that stuff. Like, explain that shit. Like, I don't, I don't. It, I don't there, no. there was something they they were doing an op on us or something. I don't know what yeah. the hell happened with like, that. Exactly. I, I did fall for it. We, yeah, and I, I did too. But I wasn't like as solid as I was about a lot of other stuff. You know. Yeah. And I was just like, there's just something, man. I don't want there to be because like, I don't want Seattle to blow up. I have a lot of friends in Seattle. Well, I was telling my friends at the time, I had a couple friends in Seattle, and I was like, look, dude, I don't know if it's going to happen. I have no idea. But, you know, maybe just take the day off. Go go to Portland or something. Right. <laughs> I, I like you. Don't come to Seattle. Yeah. So well, what if, like, okay. with Heaven's Gate, what if, what if they all actually went to the Comet? Comet ping pong pizza? No. the Well, nobody went to the Comet. They all died. Did they die? The Heaven's Gate, yeah. not all of them. A lot of them did. A good portion of them yeah, did. Most. Yeah, most. They, they did the suicide. I thought they just like waited and then they didn't die. I guess I got that one wrong. No, I have to, you know, we did an episode on this and I don't remember. I know some of them died. And I know okay. they castrated themselves too. I thought that was really, really disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Just so I'm the first that's going to say the ATF was horrible, but I'm also not going to exactly defend David Koresh and say they did nothing wrong ever. Well, I was, I was left wow. field. Okay. They, I was <laughs> going to say they did some weird stuff. Okay. 
I guess we're jumping from okay. I guess you you could get to Waco from Heaven's Gate, I suppose. Oh, you know what? Weird I completely pulse. mixed them up. Weird, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, Never that's mind. what I was like. That's that's why it sounded weird. All right, let's get back to Michael he Jackson. Just, he he just did a reverse Michael Jordan. He did, that's that's <laughs> twice you got it in tonight. Nice. The ATF sent them all to a comet. <laughs> there you go. I put so, him in a cannon and blasted him off. So, well, I'm all right. We can let me see how can we tie that back. Uh, Michael Jackson and his um, Moonwalker stuff at Epcot. Remember when Michael did oh, a bunch of Disney stuff? No, it was Captain EO. Captain EO. Yes. Yeah, it was Captain EO's, but that was like his his whole like his space stuff. Right. That was his space shit contribution. Yeah. I, I got to see the Captain EO thing in nineteen ninety four when I went to Disney World and I thought it was really cool. I kinda wish I had gotten some of the corny merchandise for Captain EO while I was there. I think some of it would be funny in retrospect. Yeah, looking back. Uh, they brought a lot of it back when they actually brought Captain EO back for a few years. I remember that. That was in the late 90s, early 2000s, like before the accusations? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was after 93, though. So, yes. like, th- that had already been settled. Like, I, I like how that, like, just kind of, you know, on looking back, that kind of just went away, the 93 stuff. Yeah, the 93 one just disappeared. And then it was later that it got turned into a massive big deal when people started going after him for money. Right. The one that he paid off, literally, it was just like, okay, well, Sony Records needs this guy, so you know we're not going to do this thing right now. And then later on, it was like, okay, you, now you can do the bit. When did Dangerous come out? Was that like 1997? Uh, or 98? Dangerous. Which one, what was... I remember it was late 90s. I remember it was later 90s. What was... What was that one? Dangerous, Dangerous was the album with the really screwed up album cover that basically it's it basically just looks like his tortured mind on, on, on the album cover. Mm. It's got like black kids and these cherubs going into a factory and then they come out and they're tormented and there's like a left and right duality thing going on and there's oh the yeah yeah okay okay you got the, the dog you got the dog on the throne in the left and the yeah yeah right, okay right right yeah, and then like a hummingbird queen on the on the other side and yes and, and everybody going into the into the ride looks happy and everything and everything coming out looks terrible there's like skeletons on the other side and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really dark yeah very strange and There's I think like, a lot of the, the lyrics too were about the industry itself and about how evil it is and how exploitative it is. There's a statue to Ishtar in the in the background, like a golden statue of Ishtar. So, yeah, there's a lot going on on that album cover. Mm-hmm. Isn't there one that's like a dog head, a dog head yeah. person? Yeah, the king is a dog has a dog's head and he's holding a hummingbird scepter, and then the queen has a hummingbird's head and she's holding a dog's scepter on the other side. And it's like the left-hand path and the right-hand path. And then there's a road in the middle that's got like all this Saturn symbology and stars and stuff like that. And then that goes into this industrial wasteland thing through the door. Is the nearly naked black boy on the front holding a dragon skull or a snake skull? It looks like a dragon skull. Yeah, that doesn't look like a snake. Okay. Yeah, that's... Thought it was a girl, but I mean, who can tell? 
What? <laughs> I think it would be in keeping with the theme to to have it be an androgyne. Right, thing. right. There you go. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, that, the intro, Grognak shared a, a really cool little quote, if it's real, um, from Michael Jackson regarding... So his albums are loaded with the same kind of esoteric symbolism. And if you do decodes, man, like there's one album, which is the album that he's doing the 9-11 with his arm and he's on the black and white checkerboard floor, whichever that's album. The, that's the DVD. That's that's his box set edition. Box set. Of, yeah. Yeah. So it like predicts 9-11. It's got all this occult symbolism. And then the Dangerous album obviously does. But so many of them do. But then there's this quote from him. Now, again, you know, if it's true or not, I'm not 100% sure, but Grognak shared it in the in the show notes. And it says, due to my strong personal convictions, I wish to stress that this film in no way endorses a belief in the occult, Michael Jackson, which is interesting because a lot of the times we see these Hollywood people that are doing their little hand signals and especially in the music industry, the artwork on the CDs and the album covers and stuff is just loaded with occult symbology. But I think a lot of times they don't really have the creative control over that. And so those things get inserted, whether they like it or not. But it seems like Michael Jackson was aware enough of how he was being used and how this stuff was being used that he wanted to make a statement that says that, you know, maybe he's using uh, certain symbols, but he's not using them in an occult way. And he wanted to make that clear. I just thought that was really interesting. Not to say he was like, that's actually how the, that's actually how the music video for thriller starts. Really? Yes. That's even, yeah, that's even more interesting. Which which was filled with, I mean, that was the entire point was the occult symbolism of the entire thing. Mm, Yeah. But Vincent Price's really cool narration though. You know, well, yeah, that's the best part. Thriller was, Thriller was absolutely groundbreaking at the time. It was, I mean, I I loved it. I remember when it came out; it was pretty it, awesome. It was considered uh, okay. So all the music videos, pretty much up to that point, were done with a very low, low budget, and he basically spent the cost that it would take to do like a like a B movie to do an 11 minute music video. Yeah. Yep. And it was it was it was very very expensive. He said that Yeah, that was not period. done at the time, right? No, and again, right. it's it's no. Michael Jackson doing something that changes everything in the yep. entire industry. So he was I mean, he was a vanguard in that way. Like, you know, he was like the probably the world's well, I don't know, was Elvis a quote global superstar the way Michael was? I believe so. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I, I believe so. He may not have toured all around the world, but uh, his the effect of his music was worldwide. You have you, Elvis impersonators from every corner of yeah. the realm. That's an, yeah, that's an interesting phenomenon in and of itself. Like that Elvis, the impersonator. Um, Jackson's, his big idol was uh, James Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was the first to sing and dance. Like right, that. and but yeah, it, it took them Jackson forever became, like, to bury waving. James Brown. James Brown, man, I saw James Brown at Woodstock in '99. Was it this? Was this the second Woodstock in '99? Yeah, James Brown was there, and that was where P Funk was there too. That was an interesting. That was an interesting show. Um, yeah, I guess. But, so Michael Jackson's 
how would James Brown be his his um, inspiration when he was like, how old was James Brown when Michael Jackson was a kid? James Brown. So James was, Brown was born in 1933. Oh, okay, so James. Okay, so yeah, yeah he would have been in yeah. his 30s. Yeah, so James 40s. Brown was doing his thing when Michael Jackson was starting to do his thing, doing ABC and one, two, three. Yeah, he he met him at the stuff. Apollo. Okay. Oh, the Apollo. That's where that's where all the blacks. That used to be like that was the standard if you were black and some sort of performer if you played at the Apollo. Yep. Well, one one of uh, HBO's original uh, programming was Showtime at the Apollo, where they, they had black comedians. It on. was it was a Showtime show. Was that's why it's called Showtime at the Apollo. Oh, I thought it was HBO. No, it's like literally their comedy thing. HBO's thing was uh, the Deaf Comedy Jam. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, the Showtime at the Apollo was a big thing for for comedy. And if you, if you played there, if you if you did well there, then 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 you were gonna make it. You were gonna be, you know, you you might be the one superstar black comic because there's always one, right? Yeah, you're gonna have to get in a dress and get in the bathtub, right? Mm. Well, yeah. then it, first it was like Red Fox, then it was Richard Pryor, then it was Eddie Murphy, then Martin Lawrence, then all of them wore dresses, right? Yeah, but there's yeah. always like one at the very top, Chris Rock, right? And there's a Bang's bunch of black comics, but there's like, and wears dresses, right? 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 He did all wear dresses, Jesus, Kevin Hart. Jamie Foxx was Jamie that Fox. yep. creepy thing on yeah. Living Color. The crazy retarded yeah. chick, yeah. Yeah, with the big lips. Damon Wayans. Damon except the, except yeah. the original Dave Chappelle said, I'm not putting the dress on. Right. But it, and it, they it, switched it, him out. Yep. And now he's a white supremacist. Yes. <laughs> like a literal, he's a literal white supremacist. Just keeping it white in Ohio. <laughs> God bless him. He turned, he's literally Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. That's right. Like, what the hell? I love clones now. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Michael Jackson didn't touch any kids ever. That whole, that whole thing is fucking terrible. Like it's a, By the it's way, a, that, that's not like um, that's not just an assumption on our part. He no. never did. He was proven in right. courts of law multiple right. times, and then the witnesses either shut the fuck up, left the country, or... Or other witnesses said, no, he never touched us. He was always a good guy to us. He was a great friend. Or other witnesses spent years of their life defending Michael Jackson. And then later, when they wanted to make a bunch of money, made accusations against him and changed their entire fucking story. But like, even the most famous kids who were clearly abused uh, by this system, like Macaulay Culkin and Corey Feldman, have to this day defend Michael Jackson. Yeah, and, and and Corey Feldman, but you know Corey Feldman's a weird one, man, because he's been saying for years, "Oh, I'm going to release the list." I'm yeah, release yeah the list. he doesn't have. And, he's and then, not doing shit. And then, very much like other psyops, nothing ever happens out of it. He was the first Telegram bot. Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the boy who cried. Yeah, right. Like, whatever. But um, are you still subscribed should- to that channel? And it should be note. It should be noted too that one of his accusers, Scully, mentioned whenever they wanted to make a bunch of money. Uh, one of his accusers that helped out uh, ended up being they found out he was a gay porn producer in his oh, past, right. and, and Michael had fired him when he found out about it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he'd completely cut ties with him as soon as he found out, and uh, a few years later, he just comes up. He's like, "Oh yeah, he owes me all this money. By the way, he touched kids." Right, right. and on top of that. His ex-wife, um, the the Presley daughter, 
was uh, no, multiple times she said, no, no, he has, he's a heterosexual. We had consummated our relationship. He's never touched kids. He's a good guy. And she was even saying this at a time when they were getting a divorce where she could have said whatever the hell she wanted about him. Right. And everybody was saying all kinds of stuff about him, that he was that he was gay, that he was a pedophile. Um, even in the even in the trial with with uh, the oh, what was the kid's name? It wasn't Schaefer Chandler Chandler um, the Chandler kid even said that like the one thing that he was upset about was that Michael stopped being his friend yep okay hey skull hey skull it's consummated it's not consummated I'm just <laughs> all I'm right just, guys I like serious like, he said it right dogbot like you interrupted me you really interrupted me to do that guy all right um Fuck, what was I talking about? Chandler. Uh, yeah, Chandler. Yes, he was the upset. One thing upset him. He was upset. The, the thing that upset him was that Michael stopped being his friend, which is exactly what somebody who's been molested says. You know, that's re- that, that's what they're upset about. No, everything about it was 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 fake. Um, the media would come out, you know, quote, come out of the courtroom and give their spin, their spin, I'm using air quotes, and basically just fabricate it. Uh, it was just, imme- uh, again, it was just 100% media lies and everybody bought it and people still to this day, they still believe it. People to this day still think Michael Jackson touched kids, but Michael Jackson never touched kids. All right, moving on. Um, hold on, let me look at the clock here. Shit post for two minutes, then we're going to take a break before we move on into the next major topic of conversation. Um, dude, like the Neverland I, I Ranch thing. One, I had just one more thing about oh. the trial, if you want. Sure. Um, the second trial, a lot of the testimony from the, I think it was the, the guy who was the choreographer who had been on TV for years defending Michael Jackson, who later then changed his story. I think he was like Britney Spears something. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that part because we know how what, what a can of worms that'll be. But oh, yeah. that guy, um, he, it turns out his testimony like came from this book that this guy named Luis Gutierrez wrote, which was a pedophilic account of Michael Jackson and Jordan Chandler. And it was just like basically this porn book. Mm-hmm. About, it was like fan um, fiction porn. Yeah, fiction, fiction porn. And then when it went to court, it turned out that it was all based on complete lies. And he's one of the people who had to leave the country because he has to pay like millions of dollars in damages to the family of Michael Jackson if he ever comes back. So he's like holed up in Chile right now. Right. Yeah. He's one of one of several people who have left the country because. (laughs) Including Jordan Chandler. Right. For bringing up false charges against Michael Jackson. Mm. So, yeah. Um, Well, I was going to say, man. What? Moonwalker with some weird transhumanism stuff, you know, with the also with some some kids running from their lives from strange nefarious forces and stuff, and he he comes in as the savior, uh, who can also he also transforms into a robot. Some weird stuff going on in that. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird stuff in a lot of his videos. So. Um, Wait, actually, hang on. I didn't know this. Uh, apparently, that? Evan, Evan Chandler, 
uh, who was the father, yeah, the father of Jordan Chandler, the one who accused Michael, uh, he committed suicide the same year that Jackson died. Really? Yeah. Committed suicide 2009, a few months before his death. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I did not. Yeah, well, all right. Well, we have. Um, who is this by? Dogbot? Chem Lab? Chem Lab. Song's Chem Lab. called Elephant Man. Yes. Elephant Man. And we shall return.
All right, everybody. Oh, we're back. This is still the Paranormies, and we're all here. I'm gonna, I gotta come up with a new intro for this season. It's gotta be getting stale by now. Seven seasons of that. You think people think that's stale? I mean, it's good to shake things up every now and then. But yeah. hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, at the same true. time, that's true. It, it gives it kind of a regularity sort of a thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure Art, I'm like, I'm, I don't remember because it's been so long since I've actually heard Art Bell's voice, but I'm pretty sure Art Bell used to do like the same thing all the time too. So. And you know what? That's okay. And I'm basing Keeping Art my Bell's stuff. memory alive. That's right. That's right. Even in the face it's of George called, Snorri. It's called good radio, Johnny. That's You're it, just doing good radio. I am. Um, speaking of good radio, I like that your Jim Morrison post. Was that today or is that yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Where uh, Rush Limbaugh said his talent was on loan from God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. Well, that's what he, that's how he used to, that's how he used to lead back from commercial breaks. He would say, talent on loan from God. Oh, that's right. Sort of like, that's right. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I always thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jim Morrison was was a very, very clever guy. Faked his death. Yeah, just like Michael Jackson. Now, now which just, God loaned just, him yes, the ability? Just, just like Michael Jackson. Many such cases. Yes. Mm. Yes. Many, many, many such cases. So many cases of faked deaths. Apparently, mm. in the black music industry, is like the most fakinest cloning. Like, I, I had no idea. That rappers were that important, dude. The you you start out learning about like Jay Z and Beyonce. Like everybody knows about Jay Z and Beyonce in these circles, right? They're a trans version and like you know inverted couple and all the layers that that are to that side of the conspiracy. But then you get into like the entirety of black music is ridiculous all the way down to these stupid soundcloud rappers that are selling their souls to satan yeah like the island boys yes yeah oh, and God. well i don't the soundcloud rappers are entirely astroturfed bullshit too well, so like especially like the rainbow ones and everything but dog about they're all astroturf everything about the black music industry is astroturfed it's all uh smoke and mirrors minstrel shows and but like you get this. What's it? What was the one guy's name? Bob. He he's like uh, yeah the clone who's like extremely woke to all of this stuff and like knows he basically he basically could come on this show and like run the script for quite a while. You know he he's knows like a self aware homunculus, right? Essentially, right. And he he knows like that you know the Jews and the Khazars and the this and the that. But he goes into like the reptilians and the cloning facilities and stuff. Um, and then that whole, that whole docu- documentary that we watched, uh, where literally every rapper is either, um, is either a clone or, uh, in, uh, it has like a reptilian parasite or, um, or they're like under some other influence. Like I don't, dude. It's weird. Like uh, under some, like I think what you're looking for is like a spell or yes, curse. A spell, yes, a curse or a spell, yes. Thank you. Um. So 
and it's not just like you know, it's not just Hollywood actors. It's it's the music industry, and it's not just that. But apparently, it's the black music industry quite a lot. Well, I well, think it makes a lot of. Uh, go ahead, Dobat. Well, it's it's really strange because this the cloning video that we watched uh, actually dovetails quite nicely from a video that I saw about nine months ago in which uh, this this guy who was part of the rap industry came out and said basically that if you want to be part of the club that you have to go through this this ritual in which you are basically as Tariq Nasheed refers to it buck broken and then there's he shows a lot of different a lot of different things that some of these rappers say in some of these kind of candid interviews that they do on radio shows etc and it, it basically paints this picture that if you want to be a popular mainstream rapper you're going to have to take it in the ass right and it, it, then it even shows a scene with little wayne and he's talking about how he was uh raped in a kitchen when he was 12 years old or something like that and that he loved it he, yeah that was we we watched that one a while back right um well, there's, and you you there's look a at lot a of, guy like go ahead i was gonna say lil nas x is incredibly popular nowadays and he's been talked about by us a few times um there's the music video of him like ha- having sex with the devil basically um, right that's... his whole persona that's like, but that's, I mean, that, that could possibly be a complete act and not real, but like the reality of any black artist having to take it in the butt and do perform fellatio on people, like there's that one video of the one, the one kid who had just gotten a contract and he said, you know, that he, he did this so-and-so put it in my booty because, you know, and I, for the contract, I did it for the contract, I did it for the contract and a lot of times they talk about it and they joke about it in their raps. And these, you know, it's like, it's like, um, fat Joe said a long time ago, you know, niggas is gay. There was a, a website a while back and I'm talking about the like early to mid two thousands. Mm. That was the same allegation. And I, I forget what the title of the thing was called, but it was like a letter that someone had written about the industry and it was exactly what Dogbot was talking about with the uh, documentary with people saying that, you know, everybody, everybody, and that means every single one who's anybody that you know in the rap industry had to go through some sort of uh, sodomite ritual in order to al- be allowed into the club. And then, um, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even Will Smith, when he was uh, basically a nobody, he did this play where I wish I could remember the name, but basically it was like before he was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but it was like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where he's this black guy and this rich family takes him in for a night and he basically ends up trying to have sex with their son or something and they catch him and like that's the whole play. Oh my God. <laughs> dude, I did not know that. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it, it was like pretty famous too and this was hmm. before Will Smith was really famous right? and I, I don't know. I always got the sense it's like, oh, so he's doing that. Like, so he would have like, been a kid. Really, he looks really comfortable in this role. So he he would have been a kid though. Then basically, he was very young. Yeah. In Damn. this thing, like early early twenties or teens, possibly. Right. And I forgot who the who the rappers were, the 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 artists were that they were talking about. But the guy 
from the documentary um, that was talking about gays in the industry. And he's like, so-and-so, you know, talks about how these rap, these people always talk about how, uh, how tough they are and how much they don't like, you know, they they like women. Like the the more they talk about uh, women, the more likely it is that they're gay. Tupac was a ballerina. Yes. Tupac was a ballerina. (laughs) Um, And all of them are cloned. Every single one of them from, from, from progress, professor Griff, to uh, it's the black entertainment industry, you know Steve Harvey, uh, Bernie Mac, who else? Uh, D.L. Hewley. I'm trying to remember the names of all the people that the guy said were actually cloned. Um, Louis Farrakhan. Oh no, yeah. Obama. I mean, Obama, that would fit their yeah. religion. Well, Obama and and George Bush Jr. are clones from like the same batch or something, right? Do you ever see that? How you can like meld their faces together and it actually kind of does work. Dude. They really do look very yeah. similar. Well, and, so, and there was, of course, all those stories about how so many of the presidents share DNA back to a certain bloodline. Right. Well, right. They are from the same batch. Right. So there, there's a few distinct characteristics that the how, – how does he say documentary again? Documentary. Documentary. There, there's a few characteristics to clones that the documentarian <laughs> says, and he says that they can't gain weight. Mm-hmm. And that they and they don't get to keep their own hair. Well, so that, no, that's it's, why they have Michael hair. Jackson was always real thin and had to wear a mat, uh, had to wear a wig, and that his face was falling apart. So well, Fifty Cent is not a clone. No, it's because right. Cause 50, <laughs> 50. <laughs> well, all right, we know we know Fifty Cent's not cloned. Right? Yes, okay. Fifty Cent. But he he was buck broken by Puff Daddy. Well, but hold on, he might be suffering from the same problem that Jazz Jennings is suffering from. Ooh. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jazz Jennings is like. I mean, not that I care about that thing, but like apparently over COVID, that thing put on like 140 pounds. Yeah, it's huge now. Yeah, it's so thing is I thought that was a fake photo. No, it's a real, it. it's a real thing. Uh, a friend there's, of mine. There, there's a video where Fifty Cent is being put together like an android or a robot. Right. Yes, that is that is actually true. Um, oh God, Jazz Jennings looks ho- oh no. I, I don't know why you did that to yourself, but like yeah. I I mean, <laughs> you bad. did that all on your own. Nobody told you to do that. Wow. Nobody said, hey, Reinhardt, go ahead and look this up. No, that was all. Yeah, but hey, that was it's got to make dilating that much harder, too. God, Aww. dude. Dude, stop. Literally, Aww. come on. Um, So, uh, the documentary. Well, yes. Well, and I think one thing, uh, so about the hair, it's not that they couldn't like keep their own hair. It's that they, they couldn't grow it. Well, no, it was, it was that whatever hair they had when they were cloned is what they have. Right. Right. So it didn't grow any longer. You know, there was like like whatever hair that the clone had when it was cloned. That's what the clone has. And Michael Jackson's clone was supposedly taken from him when he was uh, post the Pepsi commercial burn. So there was no hair. Yeah. So they just were able to throw wigs on him. No problem. Right. And he changes hair quite a lot over the next few years. Like in the 90s, Mm -hmm. I noticed like every picture had something different. Right, but it's always something um, like kind of like white people hair, Arabish hair or something. Right, yeah. from that jerry curled, very curly hair to very straight black, mm-hmm. kind of wavy. Some, some of those are like 90s hairstyles your mother would have almost. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like actually. Dude, there's, 
I mean, I remember, like I said, I remember growing up and and watching the video for Beat It and and you know and uh, and Bad and whatever, and like that that Michael Jackson was definitely black. He had black curly black hair, the typical black curly kinky curly hair, and Michael Jackson of the '90s after the Pepsi commercial thing, whatever that was. With that now. Theories on that. Was that them trying to kill Mike or was that an accident? I mean, wouldn't there be easier ways to kill him? Like yeah. putting a and real bullet into a into a set gun like the kid like Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Or just get Alec Baldwin to take Michael Jackson out. <laughs> yeah. I mean they already yes, have put him in a movie with decade, Alec though. Baldwin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I I get the feeling, and I didn't get to look into this enough on prep. And actually, there's not much information about it. There that isn't. the Pepsi commercial was one of those ritual things that they do. I, I don't know, though. Well, uh, the way I see it, they weren't trying to kill him. I think that they were trying to maybe maybe set up this entire thing, the race change, quote, race change. Right. Um, everything came after it. Yeah, right. everything, everything. Every, all the weird stuff happened after the Pepsi commercial. Right. Exactly. So I think this was some sort of transitioner, or transitional ritual that was going on, whether he knew about it or not. Right. You know, so it could have been, it in, could have been something his, where, they think he, where he thinks he's doing one thing, he's part of the system, he's comfortable, whatever, and then they say, well, no, you're, you're going to do this instead. They light him on fire and they change him up. According to some of Michael's friends, this is when he started getting obsessed with wearing masks mm. and posing as the burned man. Yeah. Even well, though he didn't have any facial scars. Oh, isn't that interesting? Right, no facial would... scars from a from an event like that? That's so strange. Well, not post surgery is is what they're saying. Yeah, after after all of his surgery. The most amazing burn surgery in the history of ever. Because you know, well, when he, when he was have... wearing these these facial masks, and he was asked like why from his friends, he said it was his burnt man disguise. Right, he did that quite a bit. Um, well, Michael Jackson wore disguises a lot. He did one where where he looked like a nineteen seventies baseball player with like the big the big mustache and everything. And then there was the yeah, there was the burn guy. Then he did the um, he did like the COVID mask. Like Michael Jackson predicted COVID. <laughs> Yeah, he was doing that in the 90s. Yep. He was, he was still married to the blonde lady. He had his kids doing it, too. He had his kids in, in those weird masks, yeah. too. Yeah, I was always told it was he was trying to disrupt paparazzi photos because I know I know there were several times he would take them out and they were pictured in um, like masquerade ball masks yeah. as well, Yep. Uh, which I always thought those. was really odd. It's like, isn't there a better way to... Yeah, and they had those like Extinction Rebellion masks where they look like the emperor's royal guard from star wars where they just had like a red silk thing over their face and stuff he had all sorts of different interesting yeah the kids. Well, and then and then there was the uh complete switch makeup that he did uh was that for a music video or what was that for it's for a, like a short movie wasn't it the, that ghost movie oh yeah i forgot about that yeah, where so he became he- basically looked like a fat politician yeah, he looked like a fat Jewish businessman or something, mm-hmm. and uh, or like like uh, Michael Keaton in Falling Down if he had gained like fifty pounds or something like that. He Michael this, Keaton wasn't in Falling Down. No, Michael, was, Douglas, Michael Douglas. Whatever. Yeah. Same difference. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Douglas. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he had a latex mask applied to him, and uh, he had these 
the same kind of horn rim glasses from falling down. And uh, I, I, I didn't get to watch the movie. Did you guys watch the movie? It was like 30 minutes or something. It was like a spooky movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I did not watch it. And I, I, I should have, though. I, I believe it's called Ghost. Yeah. Or something like so that. It is something to that effect. Yeah. I didn't. It, I didn't it's basically it. a longer version of Thriller. Mm. Okay. And he plays like himself, but then he also plays this guy who you wouldn't recognize. It was like a better done costume than the Eddie Murphy costumes that he's done in the movies, like the flubber costumes and right, stuff. Right. Like it really looked like an old he white did, Like man. the Nutty Professor ones. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Norbit. <laughs> yeah, and it was interesting those revelations where they're showing like you can put people in these masks and if you didn't know that they were wearing a mask because they made a big hype about it, you wouldn't actually have any idea that you were watching somebody who was like a completely different person underneath that. Like you're watching a white guy. Like the white girls' masks, they looked creepy and weird. Right. But the, but the flubber masks were pretty convincing and like the one that Michael Jackson was in, if you had just seen it, you just think it was a dude mm-hmm. or like when eddie murphy did the white guys in uh in you know in his stuff yeah in the coming to america coming to america and then the one <clears throat> excuse me the stand-up where he pretended to be like a white guy on the bus right right you know, like the black guy gets off the bus and all the white people are like hey the black guy's gone party time yeah yeah eddie eddie murphy was used to be pretty good at the you know looking like other people thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, some of the, uh, him and Arsenio Hall were pretty funny in Coming to America. Yeah, they're doing like, a, different. I, I rewatched that movie recently, and it's dude, it holds up really well. It's really I good. I haven't seen that in like They 10 made years. a second one. It's called Coming the Number Two America. Yeah. And it I was did see that. On Netflix. Yeah. And it was, I didn't see that. It, it, no, it was on Netflix, and it was recent. I've only seen pictures, but everybody I've spoken to that has seen it was like, holy fuck, this is bad. I yeah, I, I just remember Amazon shoving it in our the faces. First one, yeah. The first one is genuinely good, and so is Trading Places, which is like, wow, I didn't expect that to be so good. It oh, was the, like genuinely funny. Well, Trading Places has 9-11 stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, it does. A lot it of sure it, does. yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty Actually, didn't, didn't one of us post a video about that like maybe last year? Uh, I, a long time ago. It was a while. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was longer than last year. Okay. Yeah, it was literally like trading places, 9-11 symbolism. I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, here's the side-by-side. Uh, Grognak, thank you for that. Yeah. Where The what? Uh, if you look in the Skype chat, the side-by-side, Michael. And, and the, the one, the eyes are like his oh, yeah. later, when his eyes got really weird and big. That's how they look in this mask, too. Right, but okay, so the one on the right-hand side, implying that's really Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, um, dude, there's so much speculation to this because he he's it's possible that he's not dead. It's possible that he is uh, built a time machine and went back into the past and is a an Egyptian pharaoh. Do you guys know that theory? I don't know that one. Okay, I can't remember the guy's name, and I was I was gonna look it up, and I I forgot. But he and this Jewish guy, and we talked about this back in like season one or season two. I remember Adam and I talking about this. Um, Michael Jackson and this Jewish dude went to Congress 
to try to get some sort of federal funding for some sort of time machine. And anyway, when Michael died, and this was on Freeman's show from a long time ago, when Michael died, uh, I believe it was at the Chicago Museum of Fine Arts, and their, um, yes, in their uh, Egyptian, ancient Egypt um, display exhibit, then they found, quote, found a sarcophagus statue, whatever, and it looked like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I just posted it. Yeah, it look, does look exactly like him. <laughs> right, it does. right, it does. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, that, that, I always thought that was crazy, but then that was also right on on in the same episode he talked about like Barack Obama was a clone of Akhenaten. Well, I was just about to mention that. Yeah, we also have the weird, freaky, tranny Akhenaten statues. Right. So oh. it's just very, very strange, and you have Michael Jackson. You know, in his um, his many masks, he always went out. He always went out in disguise. Um, I remember that interview he did with, or not interview, but that that Akon rapper guy did an interview where he talked about going out to the movies with Michael Jackson. And that was that was really weird, man. Yeah, and he went out in a. Oh, he just had a hoodie on. And um, and I he guess, said he looked like an Arab. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he could have passed for an Arab, you know. Like that's just weird that somebody would say that Michael Jackson, you know, again the dude who from the Jackson Five and then Michael Jackson's Thriller and you know and all those other where he was black and then Pepsi commercial boom, now he's white Mike. Um, and he looks Arab. It's weird, but yeah, he was in a hoodie. Uh, and while they were out, I guess somebody thought that. Or Akon thought that somebody might be recognizing him, so he started calling him Dave. Mm. Isn't that weird? Just just randomly call him Dave. Just randomly call him Dave. Yes, interesting choice of names to call somebody named Michael. You know, we'll call him Dave. Um, because Michael Jackson has a friend or had a friend. I don't know if this guy's still alive, but no, uh, he died in oh. two thousand, uh, I believe, eighteen. 2018, Michael Jackson's real friend, Dave Dave, died. His name is Dave Dave. Two his, real name, his, his real name is Dave Rothenberg. Yes, Rothenberg. Yeah. Um, this guy looks like a cross between Michael Jackson and the fat lawyer dude. And a little bit of Freddy Krueger thrown and, in. Well, yeah, yeah. some Freddy Krueger <laughs> for some good measure. He got, out of the, uh, he got out of the ovens just in time. Yeah. Literally, look at that beak of a nose. I just have to say, yeah, that's not this. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, so the Dave, Dave that was on the Larry King show during Michael Jackson's funeral procession or whatever you want to call it. Um, that guy's name is Dave, Dave, and he was a friend of Michael Jackson's. Um. Yeah, he was he was burned by his own father in a hotel room at six years old. Right, his father set him on fire, and for the rest of his life, you know, he just wanted to be himself, and he wanted to be someone you know known as somebody different. So, to get away from his father's criminality, he changed his name to Dave Dave, and strangely enough, his facial bone structure lines up perfectly with post-Pepsi Mike. 
Yeah, and he said Michael actually reached out to him right um, at one point I, I think this is like when he had become an artist because that was his career right he was he was a pretty famous artist in california yeah but he said michael was friends with him since he was seven years old though right michael yeah, he reached out to him in the wake of all of that of, of his accident right yeah the accident like oh oh i see what you're saying the pepsi yeah yeah okay i see what you're saying now yeah after that it occurred and after uh dave had been burned um, he like reached out and took him in as a good friend. He may have known him before then, but they, they really forged a relationship after both of them had their quote accidents. Interestingly enough, after Michael Jackson became the burned man, he became friends with a boy who had his childhood taken away by yeah. an abusive father who also was burned and disfigured and looked at as a freak by people, but who overcame all of the adversity to become an artist, a well-respected artist. And, uh, he just wanted to, uh, you know, he, he just didn't, he didn't want to be looked at that way anymore. It is isn't interesting. All of the parallels between Michael Jackson's life and this Dave, Dave character who was on Larry King live during Michael Jackson's funeral and speaking in those terms. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I do, and I do have to correct myself. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dave Dave was burned in 1983. I apologize. But he met him in the wake of all of that. He made television appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how he knew Michael. Yeah, uh, well, Michael, yeah, Michael supposedly par- like reached out to him. and like Yeah. Yeah, but the parallels yeah, that, that, yeah, between them are incredible. The, the Dave Dave story that he told about his first encounter with Michael Jackson was truly odd and unique he basically said that he was whisked away in secret to michael jackson's house mm-hmm. and he his and, mother took him. so he was, play, his mother, he was playing his mom was playing took him in the, there which is weird he was playing pole position in the arcade and he was surrounded by paul mccartney records and he felt a he felt a a touch on the shoulder and it was Michael Jackson and uh, they gave each other a big hug and that hug had never ended for his entire life. Yeah, that was the exact words. Right, right. Very interesting. <laughs> huh. But it, 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 I'm sorry, it just sounded a little unlikely. Right. Well, and it also yeah. sounded like the story that you would create if you were creating a story about another persona. For another right. person. Right. right. Even uh, the way he talks about the way he needed to ditch his father's criminality and make himself a whole other person by changing his name, a whole new person by changing his name and you know, every everything Michael. about it sounds like a, like um like a like a like a freshman English version of a story. You know what I mean? Like Michael Michael wasn't really good at writing stories. You know, yeah, it was. It wasn't his forte, but it was. It wasn't. wasn't terrible either. You know. Well, he, and Michael was able to find the uh, the perfect burn victim blank slate. Too, if we're if we're using this as another persona, it just that's why it seems so odd to me that this person, like this entire story, is actually true. I just I don't see it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so do we think that this is a persona of Michael Jackson? Dave, this Dave? is a disguise. Oh, it's yeah, definitely a disguise. I mean, listen to the 
Listen to the, the interview. Voice. Where he's, where he's talk, what? The voice. Yeah, listen to the voice. That is Michael Jackson. Like, the, the, the way he spoke. Like, you know what I mean? The, his cadence. Um, just the, the way he said things. You know? Yeah. After we post this this show on Telegram, we should post uh, that video. It yeah. may be annoying for some people, but it's like 30 seconds of it going back and forth between Michael and Dave's voice. And they really do match up perfectly. Yeah. Also, why would Larry King live? Why would Larry King, who's the biggest guy, like talk show, one of the biggest talk show guys in the world, during Michael Jackson's funeral, have this random, weird, burnt up guy Name. And then they have this, this conversation that has this cryptic opening about like, oh, you're Dave Dave. Can you explain who you are? It's like, I became Dave Dave to atone for the crimes of my father. It's like, right, <laughs> right. That, that, that cracked me up. Like, I, I no longer wanted to be associated with my father. So I made my name, my first name twice. Dave Dave. Dave Dave. <laughs> like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh like my a, god! It's like a role, like they're all sitting around a D and D table, yeah, telling their character backstories. Well, like you got to think, like Larry King's like, really, this is what we're doing. Like I'm, like, you know, how I am on Larry King. He's like, they're like, you realize that's Michael Jackson, right? Guys, can I, guys, can I get some more blood if we're going to continue with this? Right, we're going to need some more adrenochrome out here. <laughs> Good lord! So okay, well, so you know, Larry saw- King knew. And he probably went home. Can you imagine what he told his wife about it? Which wife? He's had like 11 of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Larry King was married. I don't know how. That guy's rich, right? And he's a Jew. That's how it happens. But he was married like yeah. nine times. Yeah. That's why he did the interview on his show. But don't forget the first thing he said when he when he said, what, do you, what would you like to say about Michael? The first thing he says after he pauses and thinks for a second is that Michael was human. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That is odd. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, in before he's not right. Right. <laughs> well, it can have several different meanings. It, it could be a comment on his personality, like how how he really was outside of you know paparazzi and the cameras and everything else. Um, I don't know. There, there's a lot that it could mean. Could be nothing, or it could be a tell. It, well, if it was the real Michael Jackson, as in the Michael Jackson who wanted to hide from the world then it makes perfect sense that he would say that because he was so sick of all of these people creating these stories and personas and telling right. these atrocious lies about himself, calling him a pedophile and a monster Right. when he didn't want to be. He wanted to be a human. He wanted to be a, a normal person. He, he even wanted to be a, a kid again, and he just couldn't do it. And what would be the ultimate way to do that? Well, fake your own death and then do this ritual thing that so many of these guys seem to do, like David Bowie did, and go on TV and narrate your own funeral well maybe he was if you read looking at maybe he was looking at the man in the mirror and maybe he was asking him to change his ways all right you know all right all right what were you gonna say grogna if you read the way he describes like getting through mobs like when mobs attack you it's it sounds terrifying and he was just little he said he felt like he was gonna be dismembered that like you had to shield your eyes from girls from their you know their long fingernails and like that yeah, he has he scars was, from it, and he remembers what cities he got what scars in. I mean, I'm I don't I'm almost feel, pressing X on that. But yeah, that, I don't, I don't feel bad. I don't feel like bad for from off. This is before he had like personal security guards. This is when he was just starting to win all these pageants and stuff and get go to the Apollo. 
like basically when he had to quit going to school because people were trying to break into the school he was going to. I mean, that seems like every black kid's like dream, right? Is to be that popular. Especially if you have white girls chasing you. Right. Right. So I don't know. A lot of Michael Jackson's story doesn't make any sense at all. Like at Um, all. One thing I did want to bring up because, you know, people are going to question it. Did he fake, would he have faked his own death and really gotten away from the system that's controlled him his entire life? Like, do we really think that's even possible? Or was the death faking just like David Bowie, another part of the system? Right. There's, well, there's that, you know, and speaking of faking deaths, sometimes the faking death is part of the system doing it for you. You know, they like supposedly they faked Elvis's death, right? To get him out. Like Uh, a retirement thing. Like you've done your thing. Jim Morrison's death. Well, he turned into Rush Limbaugh. Um, well, that that was the entire plot of Bubba Hotep was that he found himself, uh, that Elvis was sick of everything, so he found a really good impersonator, and they switched places, and he was uh, he was grilling, you know, one day, and, and hit outside his trailer home, and it blew up, and then he woke up uh, from the coma, an old man in an old folks home. I've right, seen then. Bubba Hotep. I love Bubba Hotep. Great movie. Yes. Bruce Campbell, right? Yeah. Can't go wrong with Bruce Campbell. Like, no, unless yeah, that, he, 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 normally he a black yeah. guy in there who says he was J- really JFK. JFK. And, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Well, what what about your what about your head?" And he's like, "They put a bag of sand in there." <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I I have not seen Bubba Hotep. I need to see. Not seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. What? They're in a nursing home and they fight a mummy. Yeah. All right. Who draws? Who draws graffiti on inside the bathroom stall about yep. uh, about how Cleopatra? Oh, never mind. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're off topic. Um. So Michael Jackson was a system controlled person, anyway. He was the biggest star in all of stardom. And now faking his own death is a possibility, but a lot of times deaths are faked and not, you know, the people whose deaths are fake don't have anything to do with it. You know, they're just written out of the script or they're just, you know. Well, Prince, I mean, I'm convinced Prince's was completely fake. They had the Mm -hmm. whole purple rain with the queen's birthday at the exact same day. Prince died. Yeah. Everybody was just ready with all of this purple on the that like on a moment's notice. Oh well, it's because the queen died. It's like oh yeah, people in America really cared about the queen's birthday. Not the queen died. Queen's birthday and yeah, David nobody Bowie nobody here cares song. about that. Nobody cares about that. that yeah, I, I don't necessarily buy cares. that. I don't necessarily buy that Prince is his sister. I've seen them. They don't look the the structure doesn't look right. Mm, I don't I don't buy that either. That one I'm I'm not, I'm pressing X. Like they're not all. They're not all them. Like David Bowie well, is definitely the tour manager guy. Like that's definitely, yes. uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, Dave, Dave is definitely Michael Jackson. Like that's that's yeah, yeah that's. Um, but, uh, Dude, uh, now remember that one video that I found that was the obituary news story for Dave, Dave when he died. They had some totally random guy that they're interviewing who was a friend of Dave, Dave, just like they're interviewing Dave, Dave, who's a friend of Michael Jackson, and this guy said. The, first, the only thing that he could think of to mention about Dave Dave was how I uh, sometimes 
saw Michael Jackson so well in Dave Dave that it felt like it was Michael Jackson. You could just feel Michael Jackson's spirit inside of him. Right. It's like like that's what that's what you had to say about it's, your friend who just died. It's like another Michael Jackson. Super obvious clue that that was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Implying he had a spirit. Oh. It's a soul, dogbot. <laughs> and he would have had at least a quarter of one. He would have had at least three fifths of a soul. Well, I was gonna say three fifths, according <laughs> to the constitution. No, no, <laughs> doesn't make like doesn't make no. You don't get. I guess. I it's only where's, the white. Where's the white Jogger part. Ghost when we need him? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, oh, still atoning. Right. He's he's still incarcerated. Right, as long as the uh, as long as the the what do you call it? Family's incarcerated. What? Jogger ghost, the guys who who uh, rightfully defended their neighborhood and are being railroaded into prison for the rest of their grandchildren's lives. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Mick, even the uh, guy the, that filmed it, Mick Michaels. Yeah, even him. Yeah. Even the guy Which who's is... driving the truck. Yeah. Literally everybody, even tangentially involved. Yes. Like the guy who pumped the gas earlier in the day. He got fired. Like dude years. could have been across the street buying beer. Right. And they would have put him in jail. Yep. All right, let's Anyways. not start Fed posting because I'm going to Fed post. <laughs> okay, so Dave Davis, Michael Jackson. Is Michael Jackson still alive? Probably. Was Michael Jackson cloned? What do you guys think of that cloning thing? Like, I mean, according well, to was, according to this documentary, uh, they've been doing the cloning stuff since the 1940s, which I don't doubt. You know, like the stuff that's been going on with uh, with the scientists that came over with Project Paperclip and all the MK Ultra stuff. Um, I'm sure cloning was a big thing, and I'm I'm pretty sure that the uh, the scientists that came over in Project Paperclip. Uh, that went here and to Argentina, were doing cloning experiments. Well, he didn't quite describe how they get the personality switch over. Because, hi- I mean, hypoth- hypothetically, let's just say you make a clone, right? You mean consciousness? Uh, yeah. You know, the, the it's it's not going to be the same guy. It's no. just It's just the husk, like a, a remade husk of... The last guy. Well, and so you would have to have a way to imprint that person's, you know, essence or whatever on onto the clone. Yeah, I mean, there's also to think about. I've heard it described a lot of times with with these clones, and they're they're grown as adults many times. Um, that they are filled with demonic spirits that are very gifted at mimic at mimicry. They're able to mimic personalities very easily. So that's one explanation. Um, another one, they grow them as children and they send these children to live with people, you know, out in the world to learn. But if we're talking a clone that was created of Michael Jackson as an adult, I don't know. I, I would have to say it'd be something, something very old mimicking, his personality be, because I just don't see I don't see it being an automaton that is able to learn unless we're getting into like Android territory AI. Didn't, 
didn't this didn't this <laughs> documentary also imply that Tupac had been cloned? Yes. Yes. That Tupac was cloned and that the Tupac wasn't dead. They killed his clone. Okay. So then what? Like when did they when when did they clone him and when did they replace him? Because basically he also states in the documentary that uh whenever the original artist starts to go a little uh a little well, out of off the, the reservation, off the, res, off yeah. the reservation. Uh, that that's when they decide to replace him. Yeah, I mean that sounds about right. I don't know what's going on with Michael Jackson, but as far as the cloning thing goes on, uh, there's. I think that they put out a lot of stuff that anybody would look at and go, "Okay, that's just totally ridiculous." But then they're putting out a bunch of truth along with it, and. Like you said, Johnny, I think that they've been working on these technologies for decades upon decades, and they probably have. I mean, we've seen what they can do with animatronics, and that's just the stuff that they show you. And then now leap that forward with whatever kind of biological sort of um, creatures that they, they can create, and then probably some sort of hybrid of both using whatever. All they, They've got so much stuff now, nanotechnology, they've got the animatronic technology, they've got um, self-assembly stuff, and they probably got this genetic cloning technology where they can make a, a creature uh, that's all genetically spliced together that looks exactly like they want it to look and talks and acts exactly like they want, to look, want it to look. And um, like uh, Reinhardt was saying too, either AI or some sort of demon or other entity that mimics and is very skilled at mimicking a person or a certain personality or, uh, you know, it, it's not a human soul. It's something else that's inside of these things. I can believe all of that. Now, whatever inhabited Michael Jackson toward the end of his life, who knows? Um, there definitely did seem to be a really weird change that happened after the Pepsi commercial. And if you look at the Michael Jackson at the very end with the big gigantic eyes and the almost skeletal nose holding the baby over the, balcony who knows what that was about right that was really weird yeah it was very strange like if you look at the picture too it, he wasn't just holding the baby like the baby looks like it's about to fall out of his hands that wasn't his firstborn that he was about to give up no was that, the, that was, was his that third indian one yeah that was, was just the, that was the one that looked like an indian yeah. he's like ah yeah. oh, this one's broken i don't need this one this yeah. one doesn't look anything like me <laughs> right the other two didn't either, but well, cust- customer service from India didn't call him back, so he figured <laughs> do it the old-fashioned way. This one keeps re- mispronouncing my first name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's not forget too, if they did want to go the let's say like biomechanical route, um, you can easily program in responses and a personality through AI. And we know that military industrial complex technology is far beyond, you know, 20, 30, 40 years beyond what we see uh, released to the public sector. So and we have conversations. Public- we have conversations all the time with people on the Internet. We have no right. idea that we're not, not actually talking with a human. And it just right. seems very human to us. So when they put him out there for interviews and public appearances where he's basically just answering questions or, or giving some talks, um, they can easily, you know, put in conversation and um basically program the thing to mimic his kind of ethereal way of talking especially after the pepsi commercial 
Right. Yeah, they could probably perform better than an actor could because you wouldn't have like the nervousness or the forgetfulness or the you know the necessity of re- remembering lines or getting things uh, acting the the right way. You know, the performance or all of it. You just program everything in. You go, okay, here you go. If this, exactly. then this, and let the algorithms do their work. And he never did seem to have any trepidation or anything. I, I said it a second ago, kind of an ethereal way of, of talking. He always did have that kind of soft-spoken, mm. uh, almost flowery way um, of speaking, devoid of any sort of yeah nervousness, um, which I guess you could call that experience. He's been doing it since he's a kid, maybe, right. but we're, still we're, odd. Was Michael Jackson and Tupac the very first two dead celebrities that were turned into holograms for I believe live so, performances? Yes. I believe they were. It's pretty weird. I don't it? even think they did Elvis before they did Tupac and Mike. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think I remember hearing about the Tupac performance before other ones, but That's you know, the I, I, I remember. I, I know the Michael Jackson hologram performance was supposed to be a pretty big deal. It is it is strange to watch because it 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 it, it does look like somebody is up there, but you know from the way other people are inter- interacting, it, there isn't. You know, like it's like as good as good as they're attempting to make it seem like they're interacting with him. Like it, it does seem like two separate things are going on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it appears to to have been a very successful kind of prototype for pushing out like the Bluebeam esque technology. Um, I keep saying like the Chinese, uh, the the New Year's projections up there. You know, mm-hmm. we went from Michael Jackson to to this, um, and now they're they're really improving. Every single year. Oh yeah, uh, that it's they show very, us this. It's very realistic looking now. I remember the the Michael Jackson one was like your your typical like like um like you see in the movies like it it glows, you know it was a hologram and it like glows in all directions. It's like you know the hologram you would see on like a hologram trading card. Right. You know we're or now like you see hologram. in movies how they they pop up the hologram off like a like a mini screen. Yeah, exactly. Like the holo the holodeck or whatever. Right. We're, we're yeah. Actually, where the holodeck on Star Trek not to not to get to Star Trek, but uh, is like would be like realistic, very realistic. Then where the Chinese stuff is very realistic is, you know, like the whale jumping in the, uh, yeah. the gymnasium and whatever. That's that's very realistic. Where the Michael Jackson and the Tupac were more of that like. You know, like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> yeah, like a purplish hue to them. <laughs> right, right. But now they're getting better, and they'll be able They'll be able to, what's the word, deep fake, I guess? I don't know, that's project gonna, a, a very real person. That's exactly what I was going to say, dude. It's like, I think it's probably revelation of the method. And it's like, oh, look at this. Isn't this cool? Look at mm-hmm. this neat technology that they have. And it's like, meanwhile, no, they already have technology that would be completely indistinguishable. And you would have to actually probably physically walk up and stick your hand through it in order to realize that it's a hologram in the first place. And, and then that goes for TV and video and HD and everything else, too. It's even easier when it's a, just something on television. Like you don't have a concert right. with millions of people that are seeing it. And yeah. they're loving it, and they're begging for more because it's so amazing. Because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's just a TV appearance, and you're in a studio, even easier yep. <laughs> to pass that off. 
Well, they also have, don't they have some sort of technology that makes like a hologram, like actually have like some sort of physical substance, like where you can actually like feel it? I mean, I would believe it because of the way the iPhone works. Like yeah. when you press the little button that doesn't actually push, but mm-hmm. it feels like it, you're pushing a button. Mm-hmm. Haptics, I think it's called. Yes, the haptic stuff. It's very strange how that works. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it to even speak on it, but it's weird. Yes. I know. It's it's a weird mix of like haptics and uh, what's the word? Augmented reality. Mm-hmm. You know, where you wear like the Google glasses and you can pick up a, a block in Minecraft with your hand, but you're actually feeling something this time. Oh, that's odd. I'm going to have to look more into that. No, thanks. Yeah, that's, that's not <laughs> I don't know. That's not- big. That's big. I'll pass for me. What, you don't want to yeah. stare into the void a little bit more? <laughs> no, that's what happened with a lot of people staring into the void. Oh, boy, more man-made horrors. Yeah. It reminds me of that meta commercial. Oh God! Yeah, the one from the hey, Super Bowl was terrible. Really shitty. You want to replace yeah. with this augmented reality? Yeah. Speaking of meta, did you guys see the uh, the pedophiles thing for their uh, director of community development for the yeah. entire company? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's already fired. Well, they got yeah, the they're, one. They're trying to scrub him from the internet. Yeah, yeah, they got that one guy. Good thing. There's no yeah, more right. of him in there. Well, let him let him fall. Let there be an inquiry that's never going to go anywhere. Yeah, you know, make it look like they're doing something, but nothing's going to happen because everybody's just going to memory hole it automatically. Right, right. Memory hole, muscle memory. So, what what do you guys think of the statement Michael Jackson made on stage where he said, with every album that he put out, that he had made 120 songs on average. And then decided out of the best 120 songs, which ones ended up on the album. Do you think that's even possible? I thought that that was very impossible when I heard him say it. But I also thought that it does imply that he writes his own music, which is something I don't think any artist does anymore. No, I think he did. He did all his own stuff. Yeah, I think that's about the one you know, one of the real things that he did do was yeah. write his own stuff. But mm-hmm. 120 songs per album, that's uh, I don't that know. Seems, that seems that quite seems excessive. a little seems a little excessive. Yeah. I mean, it's even that's even a weird exaggeration. I mean, to Metallica make on stage. didn't even do 120 riffs per for album. <laughs> you know. Well, none of them were their own anyway. Yes, they were. Oof. And if anybody would be counting the riffs, it would be you, Johnny. No. Well, yeah, Kirk Hammett's only got one solo. It's just all, all wah pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like a song came on. I was listening to. I had on. I don't remember what it was. Some some mix, and something off of Saint Ang- almost like your life came on. It was a Saint Anger, and I swear to God, it's the exact. I can I can take the guitar solo from that song and plug it into like six or seven other. Metallica songs and it fits perfectly. Like it's the exact same solo. This motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, little f- old Filipino did, woman. Did you buy is. his his official uh, wah pedal when it came out? No, but I do have his um his ghoul screamer, his uh, tube screamer clone. The only reason being is they're handmade in Kentucky, and so it's an American piece of musical stuff. So, uh, that's fair. Yes. 
Um, but other than that, no, I don't. I don't. His WAP. I don't, no, a wah pedal is a wah pedal. I don't want the Kirk Hammett's. But I need to spend an extra $150 because it's got like a skull and crossbones on it. I don't need that sigil in my room. I know a guy slap that, a Totenkopf sticker. Right. I know a guy that had a pretty sweet Dimebag Daryl exclusive guitar. Exclu- There's so many of those. The the Razorback. There's, they made like a $99 version of it all the way up to like a $2,000 version of that guitar. There's so many of those. The Razorbacks, uh, those are great though. They're very distinct looking. The ugliest headstock in music, though. The big giant V thing. No, nobody else plays guitar. Okay, never mind. I, I don't play. I don't play the guitar. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the headstock. I, I don't know. Huge. I I thought it was kind of cool that he had one. It's, it was a. Uh, it was camouflage, and it was. It looked expensive. This uh, V, I guess, like yeah. a flying V. Yeah, they make it. The, it was like camo and mm-hmm. it was glossy and looked really nice. There's, yeah. The dime guitars are pretty cool. He, he had a very uh, interesting choice of body styles of his guitar. He has one, he had one that had like the diamond plate all over it, like the actual metal diamond plate stuff, like you see for like, like skid plates or whatever. I think it's probably like so, 40 pounds or something. Anyways. Do we have anything Michael Jackson related left? No, it, 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 music. Yeah. What else Michael Jackson do we have to talk about? Um, oh, um, well, one last thing. Probably should have mentioned this the first hour, but uh, Michael Jackson did make a uh, considerable enemy of the Jewish population. Yes, he did. Uh, on multiple occasions, actually. Mm-hmm. He did. He actually wrote like lyrics. Um that have where is it do, 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 do. it's back here yeah, I've, I've got them yeah it's uh, the well the lyrics what's the name of the actual name of the song uh so it's was it don't care about me it's called they don't care about us they, they don't, don't care, care about, about us, us. that's right and the lyrics go beat me hate me you can never break me will me thrill me you can never kill me jew me sue me everybody do me kick me kike me don't you black or white me and like Two lines in a row, Jew me and kike me. He knows. Michael Jackson knows. Yeah, and... He knows he act- the nose. So he actually, um, in 2005, it kind of came back up. Apparently he called a former advisor and left a uh, basically a, um, a Mel Gibson-style rant saying that uh, the Jews were leading a conspiracy to... Uh, destroy him. Mm-hmm. He called. He said they, <laughs> they, uh, they suck them like leeches. Uh, they start out the most popular person in the world, make a lot of money, big houses, cars, and everything, and end up penniless. It's a conspiracy, and the Jews do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, and those um, tape that video, like his phone call. That's like one of the weirdly most easy things to find of Michael Jackson's stuff. Like, oh, his last like, phone call before he died or whatever. It's like. He said this about Jews. He said that about Jews. <laughs> These are all over the internet if you're curious about those. Yeah, uh, and it was actually the the gay porn director. Uh, his lawyer was the one who released it. Uh, the guy's name is Mark Schaffel. Yeah. So, you know. Can you believe what Michael Jackson said about these Jews? <laughs> that they're leeches? Uh, by the way, I definitely did gay porn. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Any anything you can do to like you know like change the direction of the conversation. 
Can you well, yeah, delete, that, can you that, delete that last thing that Reinhardt said? Yeah. So that's not so that's <laughs> not a drop. Get rid of that. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I don't know. No, that would involve having to do editing. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> Wouldn't want you to have to do that. <laughs> oh my god. Um I'll He think, did I'll, say uh, I'll I'm not racist. It. Some of my friends are Jewish. Yes. He did do he did do that. Yes. Apology accepted. That's right. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Some of my best friends are Jewish. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I heard in my mind when I read that. I can't be racist. Some of my best friends are Jewish. Okay. All right. I have to like friends. <laughs> Lawyers? <laughs> yeah, they're not, those aren't your uh, friends. Those aren't doctors, your friends. Doctors with illegal, uh, illegal pharmaceutical downers <laughs> that kill you in your sleep? Oh, boy. Well. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of. Speaking of which, um, did any of you guys catch the conversation about Michael's not drug problem? Yes. Well, you know, he was occasionally high. Yeah. He's like, I could tell there were a few times where he was high on something, but he never had a drug problem. That's what his security guards were saying, right? Yeah. yeah. That seemed to me like they were like, like what they could have said was nothing, you know, but what they said was like worse. They said he didn't have a drug problem. I mean, he could handle his shit. Right, exactly. Right. He didn't have a problem with it, you know. <laughs> I think problem, the operative term is the noun like here. <laughs> right. Right. That yeah, depends on what your definition odd, the, uh, the of emphasis is. emphasis that was is. always placed on it. No. What? I just thought it was odd, the emphasis placed on the problem part. Right, 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 right. But it wasn't an issue. Not really. <laughs> But then again, I mean, a guy who's dealt with this level of his level and length of abuse uh, as part of the system. I mean, mm-hmm. they had to have been pumping him full of something throughout sure. his life. I mean, I'm I'm sure in many times in his life he was on like anti-anxiety or something. You know, right. I mean, they talk about they talk about the amount of drugs that these celebrities do anyway. I mean, you got to pump those clones up full of all kinds of stuff in order to keep them running, right? Right, and then Clone at the end of his life, hormones. the clones were all the clones were literally like bitch Stewie from from uh, <laughs> from Family Guy. They they were falling apart. Like his face looked like rubber that was just coming apart. The head, like the hair, would be on crooked sometimes. You know that I mean, nose. What... They kept saying, "Oh, he just keeps having more and more surgeries to his nose." Nobody fucking does that. Even the Joan Rivers thing wasn't even real. Like that was like that was a plastic model at the end of her life. Well, yeah. One thing that uh, one of the plastic surgeons who claimed to doubt uh, the like kind of the circumstance of his quote race change, uh, she said not only was you know his case of uh, his skin condition the oddest case she'd ever seen of it, but of also vitiglio. She's, yeah, vitiglio. Yeah. Um, she was saying though that uh, he became addicted to plastic surgery. That you know you're never satisfied with how you look, and I just I I don't accept that. I don't either. It's not because it's not as simple as like changing clothes or being addicted to like getting a tattoo or something. Like you're changing well, your physiology. I, I, so, I just have somewhere. a question: Are there are there any other blacks that have changed themselves white? Like once you reach a, reach a certain point of like richness and you have money and you don't want to be one of these nogs anymore. Why doesn't anyone else do what Michael did? Beyonce kind of did. Right, Beyonce. Beyonce's come the closest to anybody like that, but she's still black. Yeah, she's still black. And their kids are still black, right? And their kids, yeah, their kids. Boy, 
with all <laughs> that thing came out looking just like Jay Z. Oh my god, yeah. Jay Z as a fifty year old, right? Well, that, I mean, it, it it didn't come out of Beyonce, right? No, no, no right. that's true. Took okay. after its mother, right? <laughs> Very good. Um, hey guys, I, I gotta go. All right, well, thank you, Skull. We'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, thanks for dropping thanks, by, guys. All right, all right, love you, brother. Bye. Take See care. You. Bye. All right. And then there were th- four. Right now he's gone. We can talk about him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Talk about how he pulls our strings all the time. Right? Yes. He's the one He's the one that's pulling our strings. The real Shadow King. Right. Paranormies Shadow King. Let's just talk about Mandela <laughs> without him again. Oh, my God. Uh, he got so mad about that. All right. Any Michael Jackson Mandelas? <laughs> Besides his skin, yeah, Michael Jackson. I remember Michael Jackson being black. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought in Beat It he was wearing a purple jacket. No. I thought he had a nose. I thought he was in a Coca Cola commercial. <laughs> it was pe- stop it. Stop <laughs> you did not tell like, he was doing the bit. No, I did. And then I'm like, wait a minute. He, stop. <laughs> all right, all right. You actually right. got Johnny for a minute there. No, well, I he was looking gloves. at it. I he was. Wore, he wore. Uh, he wore dazzled gloves on both hands. No, no, well, he, he did originally. No, he did originally. Speaking of speaking of the gloves and stuff, uh, and the gloves on both hands, man, that that Les Claypool Julian Lennon thing, bubbles, the bubbles video. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Sean Lennon. Sean Lennon, I'm sorry, not Julian Lennon, Sean Lennon. What a fucking creepy, creepy video. It's like an Elvis impersonator pretending to be Michael Jackson going to see Bubbles in the hospital. Like, what? It's a really weird video. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I I don't know. That was... It's like a weird Michael Jackson reference being done by Les Claypool and Sean Lennon. It's Michael Jackson had a monkey named Bubbles. Yeah, he had a chimpanzee. Know. It was a chimpanzee. It was an ape. It wasn't a monkey, Grognak. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Apologize to Reinhardt, not me. Oh, did, my God. Did you guys hear the story about how he did, Michael Jackson did the song with Freddie Mercury, a duo, and yes. Freddie Mercury quit? Because Bubbles was there, and Michael kept talking to Bubbles. Yeah, instead out. of like in, in between every, I well, you see, I would like, um, I would like to, I would like to hear the actual story because I think Freddie Mercury is like making shit up, but he's just jealous of Mike. I mean, what about the song Michael Jackson did about Ben, the rat? Was, yeah, yeah, which was about the rat from the movie about the guy who befriended the rat about the movie or, Ben about the movie yeah the kid who befriended the rat in the 80s right it's a it's a strange just considering what Ben ended up doing in the movie it's a strange song you know enlighten everybody because nobody's going to go back and watch that movie uh well a creepy dude has a sort of animal husbandry experience, bonding experience with this rat that he calls Ben, and Ben can control all these other rats, and this guy gets revenge by having Ben and the team of rats uh, kill people that he doesn't like. And Michael Jackson sings the theme song. 
Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's. Like but it sounds weird... like he's talking about like a loving friend in the song. But Michael Jackson wrote the song about Ben the Rat, who murders people. I I would have to say. Michael Jackson also narrated the storybook version of E.T. And I used to have that cassette, and it was really, really creepy. It was super creepy. Like, hmm. you wouldn't want to listen to it under the influence. It's that creepy. So that that sort of stuff lended definitely to the uh, probably touch kids thing. He yeah, also man. wrote the music for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I remember wow. that. I remember that. Clearly the best of the Sonics. Right. He even had a, he even had a, moon, a Moonwalker video game. I, I have, That's true. I have the Moonwalker video game for Genesis. I was going to say it only came out on Sega, right? Yep. But uh, the arcade version was better. Well, and always. The arcade, the arcade version game. was always better. Because the arcade bit, version... Well, there's like because you get like 32 bit games in the arcade at the time, and at, at the home you only had the 16 bit Genesis. Well, in the arcade version, when you touch the the chimp, you get superpowers. So you sort of chimp out as Michael Jackson. There as white Michael Jackson. I think he was mid stage. It was Moonwalker then. Michael Jackson, so it was in between. Yeah. Interesting. That was smooth criminal era. Yep. Okay. Arab hair. Catchy song. I, I I I like that song, Smooth Criminal. Yeah, I honestly I like his music. I like. Like I said, I grew Jackson up listening stuff. to his stuff all the time. Yeah. I wonder if Annie is okay. Annie is fine. <laughs> okay. There you go. DB, did you know that Trent Reznor, the only girl's name he ever sings is Annie? Wait, say that again? In huh. Downward Spiral, Trent Reznor, he says Annie. It's the only name he ever says in all of his albums. Uh, I'm. That's in The Becoming. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah, he says, Annie, can you hold me a little tighter? Mm. Who is Annie? That's a good question. Hmm. Love triangle between Annie, Trent Reznor, and Michael Jackson? I don't. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. Let's yeah, I think we up. hit everything. Yeah, I think we did. And that is it for uh, Black Science Fiction Month. Because next week is the last weekend of February, and we have a guest who is not black. So. Nor will it be about anything having to do with no. Black it history. won't. It won't whatsoever. So. Anyhow. We are going to get out of here. Reinhardt, you did us a pasta? Yes. Uh, this is another Grognak original. Sweet. What's it called? Uh, it is Cromhold's Giant Ecology. All right. Well, we'll let you read this, and uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, check out all the telegrams in the show notes down below the post here. Um yeah, we got a whole bunch of good stuff coming, so stay tuned. All right, we'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay.
The study of giant kind is known to be similar to storm chasing. Any encounter that leaves you alive will undoubtedly gift you with a cleansed and determined sense of vitality. It is a brush with death so overwhelming that survival may leave you asking for more. Facing the scrutiny of a towering useless eater is always more thrilling than one would be led to believe. I am blessed to have survived several encounters with the monstrous dullards. A blessing in disguise, perhaps. As I published this last encounter, I have found myself as one of the more prominent and experienced in my particular line of work. One day, I was turning hay in the sun with only a care for winter's coming days, and now I find myself well-traveled with a hardened heart and a new sense of humor. The most common of the giants are known only for devouring everything in their path and rutting about like animals. As awesome as their presence may be, they are detestable in nature, incredibly strong and equally stupid. Long have they lumbered across the hills of the realm, yet they have no stories to tell of the times, no passage of historical markers, nor true culture to speak of. They build nothing and sleep outside in the sun like hogs in mud, sometimes burnt from slumber in the sunlight. They have no cuisine to admire. Most do not even bother to cook before they fill their mouths, usually preferring to eat victims alive. Men who are attacked are crushed by thrown boulders, a crude end with no foresight gifted to honorable men. A rhythmic thunder cracks across the landscape when they venture near with less care. I was lucky enough in such an event to make haste and seek refuge under a nearby corn crib. The two stinking brutes came in fast, with complete disregard for their safety. I watched as the nobleman I took wage from was picked up in the air by one of them. He dangled for a moment, helplessly, only to have his other arm snatched by the second giant. A horrible rip and tear left a pool of viscous below the man and he was quickly taken in two mighty mouthfuls by either horrible monster. The brain-damaged professionals made quick motions after that to seek out and scoop up the workers. Two foolish men made a dash for the ox shed, while two others brandished their pitchforks in a desperate defensive posture. With a rather passive regard to the armed men, both giants shuffled directly towards them, one pulling a fence post from the ground, as one may remove quill from ink to write. He came unto the man with a menacing presence, and pressed the fence post down against him into the dirt. The pitchfork jabbed into the palm of the giant with abandon, as the farmer's ribs audibly cracked. A fierce twist and shove later, and the farmer lay as a writhing, squirming broken body. The other man was picked up with disregard to his makeshift weapon and hurled like a child's toy against the side of the ox shed where the other men hid. The two beasts being far larger than the door itself, clumsily pushed over the large shed, falling into it themselves as rubble broke around their bodies. Shaken, but not dismayed in the least from their meals, both giants began to scurry through the wood and hay for the remains of men and cattle. Next came the complete decimation of the farm itself. All was devoured. Livestock, large and small, living or dead, fresh or rotten. 
that included food storages such as the grain above my very hiding place. Shoveling fistfuls of maize and dried wheat into their mouths, coughing and gagging on it, and continuing to swallow yet more and more. Then the gluttons went into the fields and pulled handfuls of the topsoil away and into their maws. It was lucky that I survived that day, that the giants had not thought better to search under the corn crib for me. I could have tried to reason with the fiends, to try and barter for my life or offer some better, more easily attainable source of provision. I am lucky that I chose to flee and hide instead.